What's going on guys? It's your boy Ryan and here we are with another episode of Black in White Church. Colton, something's different this time. Um, <laughs> can you tell me what that is? We are in not our studio, our uh, our high class, high tech studio. So if our voices sound like crap for some reason, that is not our fault. Um, we both ha- have come down with the Rona at some point in the last uh, bit. Because yep. uh, apparently we weren't cautious enough, although we were being COVID cautious the best we could. Um, so we're doing this remote. We're doing this from our desks <laughs> in our rooms. Yep. And that's kind yep, of fun. It's happening. Uh, yeah, but, I'm using you know, my uh, HyperX gaming headset. Yeah. And so I feel I'm, like a streamer. I'm using a streamer mic that hopefully, you know, sounds it probably not just as good as the gamer headset. <laughs> hey, you love to see it. Uh, all right. Well,. Just to, to give you guys a, another wherewithal, so not only are we recording this uh, remotely, in different rooms, in different states, over Zoom, um, this is also our second time <laughs> recording this exact episode. This is true. <laughs> because we recorded it the other day, and something happened with the audio, so we're going to try to make sure we hit all the same jokes, we hit yep. all the same uh, funny points. Uh, there was one joke that we probably won't be able to recreate, Ryan, but we we made no, we a we, we did a play on words with uh, talking about black fatherlessness and talking about black father lackness, and then Ryan said the blackness monster. Uh, I did lake blackness, <laughs> lake black, <laughs> lake blackness monster. <laughs> it's still funny, <laughs> but it's not like in the context of anything like I know. it was last it's time. It's like we're fabricating. We're it. just giving you the punchline of a joke that you're never going to hear. If y'all know us in real life, this is probably funnier. Y'all so, are not. If you don't, then you're like, okay, <laughs> or it's not. <laughs> it's not funny either way, bro. Okay, come on. So I spoiled it. We're talking about black fatherlessness. Ah, uh, um, you spoiled it. I spoiled it. Black blackness spoiled monster. It. Um, so we're, we're talking about it. We've already talked about this, obviously in episode. So we're going to hit on try the same points. We're going to hit some original right. jokes. Don't worry. It's going to be, it's going to be fresh <laughs> and clean. Um, and this is a part of kind of like a little two part series we're doing here within the, the first season of, of black fatherlessness and black on black crime. So that'll be next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, but first we want to zero in on black fatherlessness, Ryan, when I say black fatherlessness, that is a mouthful. Now I'm realizing after, uh, <laughs> round two, what, yep. uh, what comes up in you? What have you heard this before? How do you feel when someone says this or kind of, what do you, what do you think about black fatherlessness? Yeah. So for me, I've heard this kind of, uh, used against any sort of data um, for the reality of black people in America and, and family values and systems and things like that, uh, that they're up against, um, where the deck is stacked against them. This one's thrown out all the time. For me, it's, it's hard for me to relate with because in some ways my dad was around. He, um, was in my life for the first 10 months or sorry, for the first 10 years, he was in my life in a sporadic way. So he would work in New York and my parents were functionally separated. Uh, they weren't legally separated, but for the first 10 years of my life, they were. The story my mom would tell me is that he was uh, working in New York to make more money because he made more money in New York than Mesa, Arizona. He's a union electrician, and the union had a better salary out there. Uh, and so I grew up with my dad kind of home and then kind of not, me and my uh, two brothers at the time before my uh, two younger brothers were adopted um, and added into the family. And so... For me, it's like my dad was there, and so there was some of that abandonment, but I didn't 
have it in the sense of like, oh, my dad was out on the streets. He he was working um, a job in a trade and, and making a really decent salary, I think. And then the kids that I grew up with out here in, in Mesa, a lot of their dads, like <laughs> lots of these kids uh, yeah. come from mixed race homes. Uh, so like half white or half Latino. And what happens is their dads are around, but mainly for sports. So some of them would be coaches <laughs> yeah. or be on club teams or uh, had a friend, Cameron Taylor, whose dad was super involved in Cameron's track career. Uh, other than that, that was the only thing Cameron ever told me about his dad. And uh, it's hard. It's hard because there's still those abandonment things. Um, but I don't think I experienced them on the same level in the kind of black narrative uh, in the sense of, well, my dad's gone because he's in jail or on the streets. But mm-hmm. uh, I think this is still something that's weaponized against us. So I react to it of like, oh, cool, here we go. We're going to go and blame all the black people for their black fatherlessness and say, this is just all on you and there's nothing else to talk yeah. about. And so, yeah. Or this is a, this is somehow a, a uniquely black, black issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, it's not connected to other things. It's connected to blackness. It's not connected yeah, just to, being black. yeah, maybe where you live or your economy mm-hmm. Uh, or different, it's connected to to being black. I mean, we look at you know Northeast Mesa or a lot of my white friends. <laughs> I don't know like a single one of my my white friends who are Dude. connected with their dads. Like right. beyond just like they see him at Christmas, um, mm-hmm. but like in, in a lot of ways, most of my friends, you know, they could, they would probably say they grew up functionally with a dad who provided a house, maybe paid for right. college, Materials. maybe uh, got food on the table. Um, but yep. they never really connected emotionally. Maybe their dads were there for sports, but that was pretty much it. Um, and I know that that's kind of my story in a lot of ways. Me and my dad have made a lot of a lot of work in my my twenties now, but probably for a good twelve years, from like the age of twelve onward, um, there was not much of a connection beyond recreation or beyond uh, shelter. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just like pure essence, like the 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 bare like necessity of what you need oh that's from the jungle book look at that um disney reference there we go that one wasn't in the original episode um so that's a new one for you guys there (laughs) Um, yeah and you go go right you go you go as you know as a as a youth pastor like the students that i primarily pastor are white and we're always talking about the lack of connection to Mm -hmm. to to dad all my friends got daddy issues or Right. And they're, they're always talking to me about what their dads don't talk to them about. This isn't about, <laughs> is my dad there? It's like, oh, my dad hasn't talked to me about things like sex or my dad hasn't talked to me about things like how to actually budget, not just you need to have one or, or there's like this kind of uh, expectation that dad makes me uh, do chores with him or work on things with them, but we don't get to emotional levels. Hey, or... son, come help me build this new bench. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not like a back and forth of apologizing and talking about emotional things or like admitting faults. Uh, it's just a lot of hey, uh, you should work hard and uh, make sure your money's tight. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm helping you pay for college, so yeah. I expect this. And this is obviously a greater conversation about what it means to be a father, masculinity, sure. the role, the dynamic of men relating to their fathers and how that plays into how we relate to other men and authority figures. But if we're focusing just on like the, the narrative of black fatherlessness, another part of that narrative, I think, is um, often there's black fatherlessness because black guys are just going around getting a bunch of women pregnant. Um, and that's yeah, kind of like yeah. a, a narrative that's just that's thrown out there. And again, it's it's not connected to to situation it's not connected to location it's connected to blackness 
Um, when like if you look at like, if I look at my family tree, uh, yes. my great grandfather. Love these stories. My great grandfather Carmelo Mayo um, went by mm. the name of Charlie once he got here, and then he had a son named Charlie, <laughs> and then my brother's name is Charlie. <laughs> it's a bunch of Charlie Mayos in uh, uh, Vince Vince Mayos. My middle name is Vince Vincenzo. Um, hey. So speaking of Carmelo, this guy was a womanizer. He had a a kid with a first woman. Um, I think an immigrant woman as well. He's Sicilian, by the way, um, a bunch of Sicilians. And then had my grandpa uh, with another woman and then had two more kids after that with that woman. Moved on from her, had another kid with a different woman and then another kid with a different woman. And we just like found Ooh. out about some of these in the last 10, 15 years. I get like random Facebook friend requests from like long lost uncles <laughs> and cousins. Um, and then in, if you look at my family tree, like... Man, these Sicilian men are just spreading their seed everywhere and not taking responsibility for anything. Um, and so it's just this weird—it's this weird reality when when I dive into my family tree, and I, I think I, my family's not unique in that—that that we all got families with multiple marriages, multiple kids from different women or from different right. men. Um, but when it comes to the black community, we we attach this race thing to it that it's not like Carmelo was an immigrant, and so we understand because of economics, or he was just a womanizer, or whatever. It's that this whole group of people struggle now with black fatherlessness and all the things that are attached to that. Um, and it's just a, it's a weird um, thing. And we'll talk about that in this episode. Um, but that's a little bit about <laughs> my family tree. We actually, side note, we just found out a little recently um, that another man in the family, uh, he, he's passed away now, but another man in the family did the same thing. Um, and we just now got connected with a, a cousin. Um, who lives uh, somewhere else in the country? And we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna connect with them. And so anyway, it's wild man. Uh, it's a fun time. Fun time. Uh, so I want to start with a quote today. Um, and Ryan, you're gonna have to help me with some pronunciation here. Um, I got you. So it's in the article called "The Case for Reparations," and the author is Tanahisi Coates. Thank you, Ryan. Um, you I it. am terrible at enunciation pronunciation uh and if i get these words wrong you know uh, send me to the gallows so i don't want to get these wrong because um, those matter <laughs> timely <laughs> yeah timely. actually gallows is probably a good thing to say with the recent stuff at the capitol this is probably gonna be released oh, way boy. after that hopefully there's no more it gallows is. other than january 6th yeah. um so it doesn't reference anything else but anyway from this article the case of reparations uh Coates says the early american economy was built on slave labor the Capitol and the White House were built by slaves. We just heard about that at the inauguration. President James K. Polk traded slaves from the Oval Office. The laments about black pathology, the criticism of the black family structures by pundits and intellectuals, ring hollow in a country whose existence was predicated on the torture of black fathers, rape of black mothers, and on the sale of black children. An honest assessment of America's relationship to the black family reveals the country to be not its nurturer, but its destroyer. And this destruction did not end with slavery. So as we head into this conversation about black fatherlessness, um, which is an issue, it's, it's, a, it's something that's going on. And I don't, I don't like that phrasing. I don't like how it's attached. But fatherlessness in general uh, is an right. issue in America. Um, let's, let's recognize if we are white in this room or white listening, um, kind of our place. If we come from slave owners or slaveholders, um, we as white Americans collectively in, in generations past have destroyed the black family. And now we sit here in the 21st century and, and just want to blame it um, on the black community as if the black community chose this path um, or it's solely their fault um, and nothing else contributes to it. Um, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that. 
Um, and we just wanted to talk about these in general, like, I think because we often hear white evangelicals bring up black fatherlessness and black and black crime is like the number one <laughs> thing. Yeah, like, it's always a rebuttal. Or... Like I, I talk about systemic racism or police brutality and immediately in my DMs, I have a 40 year old white man telling me that black fatherlessness is actually the main thing. And I actually know that guy's kids and his kids aren't connected to him, but he's going to tell me that it, it's a black fatherlessness <laughs> as the issue. Ouch. Um, and it's okay. just a, it's an interesting dynamic because we said this in the systemic racism episode, um, where when you when you have this quick rebuttal, this reductionistic black fatherlessness, black and black crime is the main issue, the only issue facing the black community, and that's the reason for all this inequality. When you reduce it to that, you have to ask yourself why. Um, and normally, when I ask my friends why, when they say it's black fatherlessness is the main issue of black and black crime, the the first answer is well, uh, here uh, comes culture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a culture problem and it's this vague yeah. vague term um and so it's just it's for me and ryan you can respond after i after i say this but for me it's, it's one of those things where totally. it's okay so you say it's black fatherlessness is the main issue or the primary issue facing or the only issue facing the black community and that's why we see all this inequality that's why we see the economic inequality yada 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 right but when you ask why is it, is it because just black people are innately worse at being dads there's no other factors than just this black fatherlessness and it's like well no 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 no. i don't mean that it's uh it's because the culture is bad and it's like okay well right so are black people just worse at making culture naturally there's no other factors that are affecting us it's almost like you're you're looking at the end result of something black fatherlessness or you know a a maybe toxic culture um i'm not affirming that if that's what it is i'm just saying hypothetically and you say that's the issue, not that that's the result yeah. of other issues or the outcome of certain uh, reasons or roots, but you say that in itself is the root and the issue. And that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so, Ryan, why do you think this is kind of the the knee-jerk reaction um, for a lot of folk when they talk about race issues and talk about issues? Um, why is this kind of their number one uh, thing they bring up? Yeah, I think one of the reasons it's the number one thing uh, that gets thrown out is because they don't actually, in my experience in having this conversation and having this used against me, uh, they don't actually know any black people or, or know any black fathers. It's not even about it's not even about black fatherlessness. It's about like lack of black understanding in general. There's no shoulder rubbing. There's blackness. no real conversation. Yeah, blackness. There's a lack of blackness. A, lack of, in their life. a lackness of blackness. Oh, the lackness blackness monster is is, uh, is rearing its ugly head, dude. And, and so it's easy for you to sound pseudo-intellectual or for you to uh, just run at this with a sense of, well, again, this is your fault. And, and it kind of comments on something that I think is another line of thought here, which is, okay, you have a group of people struggling and then just go into that uh, group and say, everything that's happening to you is, is really up to you. This is for your uh, thing to figure out. This is for you to... Uh, look at your quote culture and critique it and the sad part about this is that if you turn around and i've done this before and you ask the question okay well what about white culture okay <laughs> there is no white, white culture, Ryan. culture? Uh, there, there's nothing to stack up against yep. all there is yep. is there's this boogeyman of what you're against and you would never and we're going to talk about this probably in a little bit at the end of this episode but you'd never go to an orphan and say oh uh, the reason you're an orphan because you're an because orphan. it's your fault <laughs> or yeah. just because you're an orphan is the reason you're an orphan <laughs> right and what's the lie that orphans believe about their very existence oh i'm the reason i'm yeah. abandoned yeah. my parents didn't want me 
And yet somehow uh, when I'm talking to largely white groups of people, they'll just say, mm, culture bad. Yeah. Uh, black culture that bad. That orphan had like, a bad culture around them, which made their parents right. leave. And then these same kids whose parents work at Boeing are just like, <laughs> yo, dude, uh, have you listened to a little Uzi Vert? Yeah. And then they just like drive around. These, are the, these are the kids Tahoe. that tell you black fathers is the main issue and then tell you they're blacker right. than you. <laughs> yeah. These are the same kids. I, like it, it's, Yeah. And so, yeah, again, it's just another broad painting. This is your fault. You fix this. And I'm going to try to sound like a pseudo intellectual without any real relationship. Yeah. Well, I read the, the report on the family in the 1950s or 60s. I don't know if you know that report, Ryan. Uh, I don't. It's like this report that basically said that the black family is the main issue facing inequality in the black community. And it was like through this data-driven thing that was hung on to for forever um, that has since been yeah. debunked in a lot of ways. Obviously, it was showing some data of like, again, the results of things it's so it's like it's one of those things where it's like um instead of looking at the roots of something so let's say i eat pizza every day for the rest of my life which is what my plan is honestly um i like it and i end up getting a, a heart heart failure um yeah and let's say actually i was forced to eat pizza every day for the rest of my life Oof. uh by Brutal. my italian sicilian grandfather nanio um, he said, you must, you must eat this pizza every day or else you dishonor our family. And if you do this, we're going to kick you out of the country, um, and go somewhere else. And I'm like, okay. So I eat pizza every day and then I end up getting heart failure and I go to my nanu and I say, Hey, this hypothetical situation is so funny. <laughs> hey, I got some heart failure here. And he goes, the, the reason oh. for your heart failure is heart failure. That's the main problem facing you right now is heart failure. <laughs> it's like it just doesn't because of your culture it just doesn't make you yeah, have i'm like well what about the things like that that contribute to maybe that happening uh no it's the heart no. failure that's the problem <laughs> not change you know the system that made me eat right. pizza every day not change the relationships the habits the the forcing uh it's just looking at the again the symptom or the outcome and using that as like the root of all issues facing the black community when in itself is a symptom of an oppressive symptom um so moving from my super articulate uh super one-to-one -one connection with pizza <laughs> and black fatherlessness come on um oftentimes i think with with this conversation there's this kind of a veneer that whenever a white person brings up brings up black fatherlessness they're almost saying it like i care more about black fathers than black people do it's almost or i care more about family than the black community it's like this veneer yes that, i like, think it's that one yeah. i care more about family we yep. meaning white culture even though they won't say white culture they'll just say we care more about mm -hmm. family we and really family value family and, and if the black community valued family more there wouldn't be as much crime inequality etc 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 right classic but actually if we look at the statistics um uh -oh. it, not stats here comes some stats um, <laughs> there was a recent Pew Research uh, Center, which is where I get a lot of my like perception statistics from, um, and it showed that 57% of black people put family instability as a major reason for the inequality in America. So 57% of the black community um, put family instability as a major reason for inequality in America. Guess how many white people put it as a major reason? All the white people that are saying black fathersness, only 55% of white people mm. would put family instability as a major reason for inequality. So if anything, it, it seems that black people almost care about family more and family instability more um, than the white community. And so we must have to ask ourselves, where is this narrative that somehow um, white people care more about the black family than, than black people do, um, or just family in general? 
Um, and I think it comes to this other stat from Pew Research Center um, where it's still talking about where does inequality in America come from. And it shows that 70% of black people viewed racial discrimination as another serious issue um, for the inequality in America, um, but only 36% of white people. So I think the reason this 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 gong, this horn of black fatherlessness seems like white people care about family so, so, so much more is just because it's the only horn they're hitting <laughs> other than black on black arm. It's the only gong they're hitting when in reality, it, it seems like the black community actually cares more about this issue. They just care about other issues as well. They just realize there's yeah, more. Things are connected. Yeah. There's more things that are connected to this issue where white people are just banging this one gong and saying, if we could just solve this one black fathers issue, then everything would be solved. And, and the black community is saying, Hey, that's an important issue. And we actually think it's more important than you do. But we just view this as an ecosystem that is way more connected um, mm-hmm. than just one singular issue. Um, <laughs> and there's like other statistics I could I could show of like how the Center for Marriage yeah. and Family uh, has shown that white fatherlessness is actually on the rise at a much higher rate than black fatherlessness <laughs> in the last 50 years. Um, black oh, fatherlessness man. is still at a higher uh, percentage wise, but white fatherlessness is an increasing at almost an alarming rate. Um, yeah. But Ryan, have you ever heard someone bring up white fatherlessness <laughs> as a uh, super big no, issue? No, dude. No, we just hide behind it as, man, I have dad issues or, man, I just, my dad didn't love me or care for me or tell me he loved me. And so, like, you have the lack of emotion, but nobody will say, this is white fatherlessness yeah. or white unintentional They wouldn't attach parenting. it to the race or they wouldn't attach right, it to right, the right. race's problem. Ryan, what do you yeah. think is, uh, this isn't statistically proven, but what do you think, Go let's say uh, someone was, someone say you brought up to a, uh, a white person, a white family, uh, that Cut. white fatherlessness is on like the climb and it's an epidemic. And what's the reason for white fatherlessness? What do you think their answer would be? I got, I got an idea of what I think their answer would be. Like for why there's a growing epidemic of white dads leaving the home. Uh, I would say because um, they would say something to the effect of God is not being taught in schools. (laughs) That's not actually where I was going, but that's God's prayer and, and prayer being removed from schools and secularism or progressive ideals have caused destruction of the neutral family. Mm. Uh, BLM that is destroying is, neutral, the nuclear right, family, it would, not neutral. The new, yes, the left would and progressives would be the reason for this new thinking, and that thinking would destroy traditional mm-hmm. family values, mm-hmm. um, and the the family unit is under attack, mm-hmm. and so there's too much pressure. Yeah, that's what I would say. No, I think that's good. I hadn't even thought about that. I think that's a that's something I could imagine if you were in a neutral playing field, say you're just on a, mm-hmm. a college campus and you asked uh, a group of white kids, Hey, white fatherlessness is on the rise. Why do you think that is? Um, but I, I actually think maybe this is not true or true. This is my opinion, but I think Dude, most of them would talk to me. say, Oh, it's because of jobs. <laughs> it's because of the economy. Uh, it's, and you can't support uh-huh. a family anymore, you know, uh, with all okay. these taxes and different things like that. Yeah, and I think that's what they, I think they'd say those two things. It, they'd say it's I mean, a, it's a God not being in schools teaching our kids. Liberals are destroying yeah. us, and yeah. liberals are taking away jobs. So of course, it's almost a sympathy of like, of course, white men would then leave the home, you know? Yeah. The the t- the shout out to Tim Gombus. The the capitalization or like just capitalism would give that 
reasoning, I think, to be like, yeah, this is all jobs. Mm-hmm. Like just our worship fundamentally of capitalism in America uh, and how that's historically been carried on by the white uh, community and white evangelicals would say, yeah, jobs is the problem. Like mm-hmm. things will always turn back into economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it, wow. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know what's funny? Uh, as we did that little thought experiment there, I'm sure some of you maybe are like, oh, these guys, It's we would have said this or we wouldn't say it like that. Sure. But the reason I bring that up is actually because right now in your head, you're probably trying to grapple with why white dads are leaving the home, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just immediately assuming it's because they're white. They're just bad at being dads. You're immediately knowing that this is an interconnected network ecosystem else that here. liberal politics, liberal uh, school decisions, uh, liberal mm-hmm. tax brackets, all these things play in to affecting the family. But when it comes to the black community, we don't say that the economics matter. We don't say denying them housing loans matter. We don't say that years right. of slavery, Jim Crow, and segregation could send a, a devastating ripple effect into black communities and black families. We just, again, we blame the symptom as the root. But when mm-hmm. I give the symptom for white families, hey, white families are on the decline, everyone's trying to find the root. We could we could argue for yeah, hours and talk about what the root is because the root's probably so complex. <laughs> There's probably exactly. a plethora of reasons, sex education, culture, economics, so many other things mm-hmm. that lead to fatherlessness being on the rise. Yeah. Um, so if you want to know more maybe about kind of why, especially maybe in the black community, why fatherlessness has become a narrative, um, why maybe it's an issue, uh, I'll post a link in the chat to a YouTube video from our friends at the Holy Post podcast. Uh, Phil Rich here from VeggieTales. Again, you, can't, you gotta trust the VeggieTales guy. Uh, what a guy, dude. <laughs> what a guy. Um, I'll link that in the chat and I'll also link um, an article that kind of talks about how um, our American markets are kind of strangling the family right now, um, where we are the wealthiest nation on earth. Um, and yet we work longer hours than any other nation on earth. And so many families still struggle to put food on the table. So we're super wealthy. Right. We work harder than everyone else. And yet we still are living paycheck to paycheck or struggling with basic necessities. Um, and if you don't think that leads to family breakup amongst other things, um, then maybe hmm. you're just, maybe just not watching. So, with all this, Ryan, um, yeah, what do what do we what do we think about this as pastors, as as Christians? Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know what what should we do with the epidemic of fatherlessness in in the black community, in the white community, and in impoverished communities, um, in America as a whole? What 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 should we think about this? How should we go about this? What is kind of the next steps for us as Christians? Yeah. So one of the interesting things you've uh, researched me before is that like all of the like quasi divine like mega male leaders of human history uh basically have had some like dad shaped hole yep uh just in their a being. lot of them are orphans uh, they, like if you look at like world leaders in history a lot of them are just right. orphans or have some I, major dad issues or something like that i even think about lamech as early as genesis 4 and how his grandfather was cain and cain was kind of shamed and I'm sure the the family unit you did mean not Tain, continue to the one to... that all black descendants came from, Ryan. Oh my gosh, dude! Talk about the worst <laughs> theology and superseding illiteracy that you've ever. Oh my gosh, dude! Curse of Ham does not mean black skin. The 1600s through the 2000s it was a wild time for some uh, race to... theology. Oh my gosh, I'm about to start Phoenix Seminary here in church history too, and I'm nice. just going to tell my professor that I'm not going to read a Puritan book. <laughs> I'm going to ask him if I can just read more G.K. Chesterton instead. Uh, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> Lamech and um, 
Lamech in Genesis 4 is walking around with this uh, grandfather lack of masculinity, uh, this like shame that he's carrying into his destiny. And he just abuses women and abuses people and says, look, if you're going to mess with my granddad, I don't know where his dad is, then, <laughs> then <laughs> I'm going to avenge one. myself 77 times. That's right? like Carmelo. And, uh, he, he probably oh, just, he just probably bounced. He had some kids bounced. That's fascinating because that's my grandpa too. Uh, he's no longer with us, but lots of illegitimate cousins and, oh, and yeah, uh, aunts and uncles that I have in Louisiana. I'll say that. Mm. Anyways, um, yeah, so we have that and we see the, the lack of fathering actually affect whole ecosystems and whole families, uh, not from a fault of their own, but because it's passed down to them. Even look at Isaac. Um, and how he treats Jacob versus how he treats Esau. Jacob becomes a trickster. He becomes an achiever. He tries to wit, outwit and outrun and outearn uh, both the love of his dad and the shame that he feels for not being as much of a mighty hunter uh, Man, before you, the Lord. Them younger like brothers Esau are was. always conniving. I'll tell you what. Right, right. Came out the womb with the heel grabbing, dude. And and so you see that there's this lack of fatherlessness that creates um, destruction. Uh, for for anybody, not just black people, but just for the human the human reality, especially in males, and and so what we see even Jesus not having an earthly father, we believe that Joseph was uh, probably dead by the time Jesus mm-hmm. was around, mm-hmm. but he got his primary vocation and calling. By the time and Jesus was an adult, just for those of you, you as you're wondering, like he was there at the right. at the birth, probably maybe in the young adolescent uh-huh. years, but when he was an adult, he he's probably dead. Yeah, and so Jesus is thirty having to work through that. And the father is who says, this is my beloved son. Uh, I'm well pleased when he's uh, oh, dude, baptized. That moment, if you think about that with Joseph, that hits. Right. Oh my gosh, it does. that hits. That has to. Like, And, and that's honestly what, what men need. And, and daughters. Like, We could talk about daughters here, but since we're talking about black fatherlessness and talking about masculinity right now. And we're two males. That's, yeah, we, we, have, <laughs> we have to uh, really address that. And so I think that's one thing. Our, our identity comes from the father. You know, Chris Tomlin, good, good father. Yeah. Thank you, Chris Let's have Hillsong Young and Free remix it. <laughs> yeah, I'm super down, actually. That'd be sick. And then um, the, the other thing I would say is out of that lack of fatherlessness that we all feel, because I hopefully one day will be a dad, but I know I won't be a perfect dad, we have to do, use that church family unit that jesus has given us and that he's the head of to actually step into places where there is the orphan jesus is saying you need to care for the orphan and the prophets you need to care for the orphan micah tells us what's good of man is to uh do justice love mercy walk humbly and that means caring for the orphan and the widow well okay but i hold have on, two hold adopted on. brothers maybe god Go just didn't know that the orphan's main problem <laughs> is being an orphan was themselves <laughs> I don't think if God if God could know what we know now uh, right, about right, the orphan right. community Truly. about black orphans, then black he orphans. would he would know better than to give us a command to just help them. That's like a that's like a handout, right. Ryan. Come on. Yeah, it's a handout. We can't do GOP Jesus. And so uh, yeah, we actually get to step into those places of both hands and feet fathering, like actually taking care of needs. And as a church, we get to speak identity and truth and love over each other under the scriptures and through the power of the Spirit to to uh raise up uh sons as and daughters as spiritual fathers that's how i think about that pastorally that's how i see myself as a youth pastor i might not be old enough to be these kids dads but i can still speak uh, a fatherly word over many of them and i often get the opportunity to i love talking about this with with my uh 
teenagers, yeah. uh, girls and boys. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, obviously, fatherlessness is a great concern for us. We're not, in this episode, we're not trying right. to minimize that. We're just saying don't give a reductionistic, somewhat racist answer for what the yeah, issues are. Yeah, this is a black problem. It's um, like, or it's somehow, it's a, it's a black problem only, so only black people struggle with this, which is not true. Um, or it's right. something about blackness that is the problem. Inherent, um, yeah. Inherent in it. Not looking at, again, if we talked about white fathers leaving the home, I'd want to think into all the roots of what would force a white man to leave his kids. Um, I'd want to have compassion on him because that must have been a tough mm-hmm. decision. Um, yeah. And have grace for him and have redemption opportunities for him. Humanity, right. But so we, we want to acknowledge that and, and talk about just even, you know, Ryan talked about God as father. And, I mean, we, we as Christians, we all of our churches talk about our church is a family, you know, like, we're, mm-hmm. we're here, we're a community of people that are, are trying to love Jesus. We're doing it imperfectly, but we're trying to love Jesus, and all are welcomed here, and we're a family. So this rhetoric has no place um, as a dismissive rhetoric, as a um, racist rhetoric, has no place in the church. Because if anything, as soon as I find out that there is a fatherlessness epidemic in America in general, I should immediately be wondering, what are the roots, and what are some solutions, and how can I give my money, my time, and my effort towards that? Because what black fatherlessness and fatherlessness in general means is that there's orphans. And like Ryan was saying, that means that we actually have to support them. It's one of those things where it's like, anytime someone comes in my DMs and wants to bring up black fatherlessness, I want to immediately ask them, oh, wow, man, I'm, I'm glad to hear that's such a passion of yours. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that's your main concern. What are you doing to like help help that? Because you you, you figured it out. You solved it. Um, you know that this is an issue. Um, so how are you partnering? How are you? How are you giving money? How are you supporting single mothers? How are you supporting mm-hmm. these kids who are going through high school without a father? <clears throat> how are you helping getting in prison fathers who didn't choose maybe to leave their family but got locked up for crack charges or for marijuana charges or for just hey, petty theft charges or just that's literally my little brother's story? Yeah, it, it's like Ugh. so. Why don't we try to also reform the system so there's not uh, falsely accused or wrongfully convicted or egregiously convicted black men going to prison. Um, but also what are you doing to, to actually help black teens, black mothers and black fathers? If this, again, you you can make this your issue. Well, the, but then your sure. Christian calling then is to, again, make it to your issue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah like, It's not just, you just say this and, and move on with life. Um, right. So we're going to, we're going to talk more about the other, cause there's two, there's two common monikers and we've hit on it, but the first one is black fatherlessness and the second one is black and black crime. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to hit on the next episode, so you catch that next week. Um, but Ryan, do you got any last final thoughts or parting parting words to give to our audience? I do, yeah. I know uh, hopefully even people in my own church community that have adopted um, uh, black uh, daughters or sons from the foster care system. Uh, I just a word of encouragement to you. Thank you. Uh, keep doing that. Um, keep loving your son or daughter uh, that you that you've adopted. Don't let people walk in and tell you like you've just got a white savior complex because mm-hmm. uh, um, I mean you might have that. a white savior complex because a lot of us white people do, but that de- <laughs> shouldn't deter it's, you. It's just yeah, don't deter you from if that's what God's calling on your yeah. life is is to uh, be part of the 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 solution of bringing economic and and loving and uh, material and family needs to somebody that God has called you to keep just keep going. Uh, trust in the Lord in that. Nice. Well, we're uh, we're gonna sign off here. We're gonna see you next time. Um, Taco Bell is bringing back potatoes. <laughs>
for all my Taco Bell so fans excited. out there. What is that in March? Um, that'll right? be in March. So this actually might so we'll release near March. Is, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see you guys then once uh, once that happens. Thank you.